today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Kuf Aleph. We are holding on the very top of Daf Kuf Aleph, Amud Aleph, on the top line of the page at Tanu Rabbanan. The Mishnah we left off with yesterday, or the uh, Mishnah on uh, Kuf Amud Beis, discussed when you gave wool to a dyer and he messed up. He did something wrong. We had three different possibilities of three different cases in the Mishnah of exactly what he did wrong and what he has to pay in each of those cases. So first we're going to have a Brisa that has a Machlokas from Meir similar to the Machlokas we had in the Mishnah, but not about a dyer, but rather about a carpenter. You give him wood and he builds something other than what you commissioned him to build. He builds a bench when you ask him to build a chair, or a chair when you ask him to build the bench, something like that. So we're going to have a machlokas, what exactly he has to pay for doing that. Then we're going to go back to a discussion of dyers and wool, and we're going to raise the shayla, whether there's yesh shvach samemanim alatzemer, or ein shvach samemanim alatzemer. But the Gemara is not going to be sure what exactly that shayla is about. And we're going to have five different possibilities of what exactly that shayla is about. The first three we're going to reject, and the last two we're going to accept. And then the Gemara is going to bring rayas to be poshate that shayla, to answer that shayla. We're going to have two different rayas to try to be poshate that shayla. Then on Ambe's, Rava is going to raise a stira between two brysos about whether chazusa milsa, whether the color of something is significant or that's uh, insignificant. Only the mamashus, the substance of something is significant, but maybe the color is not significant. Once we quote that stira between brysos that Rava asks and we answer that, we raise another stira between Brysos that Rava asks that has nothing to do with Chazusa or Dyers or any, anything like that purely about the dinam of Shemitah of Shviyas. The Rava is going to ask a stira between two Brysos whether Eitzim have Kedusha Shviyas does wood of a, of, a, of a tree during Shemitah year have Kedusha Shviyas. So those are the topics we're going to discuss. Let's begin the top of Kuf Alf Amralf at the Brysa Tanara Banan Hanosin Eitzim Lechara if a person gives uh, wood to a carpenter, you ask him to make a kisei, and instead of a kisei, he makes he makes a safsal. Now, safsal uh, is a machlux rishonim, what exactly it is. Most of the rishonim assume it's a bench, and that's why in uh, school we were always taught when we came across the word safsal, that it's a bench. But it's interesting, the Rambam, the parish of Mishnais, in Mesechus Mikvos, understands that a safsal is not a long chair for many people to sit on, rather it is a tiny chair, it is a smaller chair. So uh, Safsal is a smaller version of Kisei. But whatever it is, we, a person was asked to make one thing and he made something else with the wood that was provided him, or Safsal Vasameh Kisei, Ramei Romer, no sinlo of that all he has to pay for is the value of the wood that he was given, and he gets to keep the chair or the bench, meaning he is a Gazlan who is Kona Bishinoi, so he pays Keshasa Gzela, whatever the wood was worth at the time that it was given to him, but the bench or the chair belongs to him. But Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, we're going to be make a knas on this person for doing different than what the Balabayis had asked him to do. We don't want him to benefit from the shevach of the wood that he made something usable out of it. Rather, he's going to have to return the chair or the bench, and the Balabayis is only going to have to pay him a very small price for it. How do we determine the price? If the shevach that uh, it's increased in value for more than it was that is greater than the yitzia is greater than the cost, no Then all the balabai is going to have to pay is for his cost in producing this item. 
But if the uh, the cost is greater than the improvement, then he only has to pay for the improvement. So he always pays the the uh, this this carpenter's yadal tachtona, and the balabayis always pays the lesser amount. Now there are different deals in Rishonim how we cheshbin exactly what the costs are. Whether he has to pay him scharpu lasso as well, is that considered a cost? Is manpower considered a cost? Do we pay him like a schir yom? Tosra Beinu Peretz says that from our Gemara it's muchach that you have to pay him kishir yom because a charish that is mekabel eitzim from balabayis doesn't have any hotzalos. Meaning, what does it mean hotzalos? What does it mean he pays the cost? He was given the wood, so what is it? He takes uh, he takes his saw that he already has that he already owns his hammer that he already owns and he uh, puts it together and he makes he makes the item. So there are no costs in in, in making it. So says Rabbeinu Peretz, this Gemara is a raya that when we discuss hotzalos and machlokus we showed him on the Mishnah whether Hotzos includes the manpower hours, so that's uh, this is a raya that it, it must, because otherwise there are no Hotzos at all. Seems like a pretty pretty strong raya. Let's say, no, there's got to be some nails that he uses, some minimal uh, materials that he uses in uh, some shellacking or whatever. I don't know, I'm not a carpenter, but whatever it is that they uh, that they use, that maybe he's he's putting in on his own. Uh, sandpaper, I don't know. So the Gemara brings uh, a, a, a case, though, where both Rabbi and Meir would agree. Umod the Rabbi Meir that 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 in Rabbi Meir would agree that if the Balabayas gives wood to the carpenter, to make a nice chair, and he makes a not nice chair, or he gives him to make a nice safsal and he makes a not nice safsal So then it's not then you're gonna you're not gonna say shino is kona. Then uh, he he he, uh, he has to give the kisei of the safsal Back to the Balabayas, that in Mashavach Yesra Nosan Dmeyatsiavimitsiashavach, Nosan Dmeashavach, and the Balabayas just pays the lesser amount of the two. Because he didn't really do Washinui. He did exactly what he was not exactly, but he did what he was asked to do. He was asked to make a specific item, and he made that specific item. The fact that he made it not as nice is not considered enough of a shinoi to be kona the uh, the object. So that's that's a case where everyone's going to agree. So that's point number one. Now. Point number two in the daf. The Gemara raises the following suffix. They raise the following suffix. Yesh shevach samanim ala Do we uh, do we assume that there is uh, that that there is the value of the dyes on the wool once the wool is already dyed that the dye is considered to some extent an independent entity that we still view the dye as something that's not just uh, the color of the wool but it's an independent entity on some level. shevach samanim ala or do we not Consider the dye while it's on the wool. Meaning, is the color of the dye on the on the wool considered mamashos, as if you still have dye, or is it not considered that you still have dye? It just happens to be that's now the color of the wool. The way Rashi phrases it is, what we're asking is chazusa milsa or chazusa lav milsa. Is uh, the color of something considered something substantial or is the color of something not considered something substantial? This comes up in a number of places in Shas, in Mesechas Mikvaos, whether it's still considered water if it no longer looks like water because wine fell in the mikvah and now it looks red, so does that make it that it's wine and it's not water and therefore cannot possibly be a kosher mikvah? So 
color? Does color matter? Does color not matter? So, what exactly is the case that we're really asking about? If a person steals someone from someone and he grinds them up and he soaks them in uh, in water and he then surveys his beggar with it, and the suffix is whether the samanim are still considered to be be'en, and he therefore has to return them to the owner, or he does not, they're not considered be'en, and he doesn't have to return them. And Mara says, that can't be the suffix, because even if they're not considered be'en, of course he has to pay for it, because once he takes uh, these samanim and he grinds them up, he was coming to them with shinui, so uh, so he's going to have to pay uh, the money for, uh, for for taking them. So, uh, so the, the Gemara also could have asked that even if ain't shavach sammanim al gavetzemer, he could say to him, "Bring me the sammanim that you that you cost me." Um, but uh, the Gemara, and we'll see such a svara later on in the Gemara. But the Gemara is uh, asking a question that anyway works. So we're rejecting this possibility. The question of shavach sammanim al gavetzemer is not a question if a person stole the raw materials with which to make dye, ground it up and made dye, and then dyed his item. Does he have to? Uh, does he have to uh, pay him for it or not? Obviously, he's going to have to pay him. He was coded with the shinoi, and he's, uh, he's not going to have to take off the die, but he's going to have to pay him for the value of that die. That is not the case. Rather, the case is that we're asking about is the guzzle sammanim shiruyin. He stole sammanim that were already ready to use. They were ground and soaked, and however you make dyes. Vitzavabuhu. And uh, he, he then used it to dye his wool. My do we consider the Samanim as if they still exist? Where you could say, give me back my uh, Samanim that you have taken from me. Um, and say, I, want, I want back my Samanim that you have. Do we view it as if they are no longer Ba'en? Where the Gazlin can say to the Nigzal, I don't have anything of yours. I have my wool. I don't know what you're talking about. My wool happens to be a different color than it used to be but I don't have anything, I don't have any item that belongs to you. So the Gemara says, well what's the suffix there either? Amri, the Ein Shavach Sammanam Al even if you're going to say that it's not considered Be'en, that it's not considered that it still exists Can a Gazan steal Sammanam and then say, I don't have anything of yours? Namely, The Nigzah should be able to say okay, so give me the before you died any will, you certainly stole something from me, you certainly stole something that you could touch and you can see and existed and is real so give me back those sammanim that you, uh, okay, you're right they don't exist anymore, that just means you stole something from me and destroyed it fine, so good, so give me back pay me back for that, so you can't, you can't give back the sammanim itself, so pay me back the value of the sammanim and that would be another pashut, that he would have to pay that back, so that can't be the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the suffix, meaning it's no different than someone who steals something and is then kona bishinoi, so he he does he doesn't have to return the object itself because the object no longer exists. But of course, you have to pay for it. You're going to have to give back to pay for it. So Gemara says. Maybe the suffix is on the on the flip side that ain't shavach samanim al If you say that the samanim uh, don't exist, that it's uh, they're not considered to be uh, to be be'en, um, then the gazan has to pay the nigzal the value because he can't return the samanim 
Odilma or maybe it's still considered Ben Vamalay, Hamanchi Kamach, the Samanim are right there. Shaklinu, I want the Samanim back. Meaning the Allah is when you steal something, if the you still have that which you stole, you gotta give it back. You can't just pay for it. So maybe that's the Shaila. You stole the Samanim, you used it to dye your wool. Is it considered that the Samanim still exists where you have to scrape them off, squeeze it out? I don't know how you get it off, but get it off and give me back the Sammanim, or do we say that no, the Sammanim are now no longer in existence, they're part of the wool, and that's all you have to uh, 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 and therefore you only have to pay for the uh, for the value of it, but you don't have to pay the actual Sammanim, you don't have to give back the actual Sammanim so the Gemara says, that's not really a Shaila either, because Shaklinu you could tell him to give the Sammanim back, but my Shakle, how's he supposed to do it? But Safon what? He's supposed to take some soap that's going to remove the dye Safan of Buri Me'aber. It will it, it will clean the wool. It will take the dye off the wool. But Hashavah of it. It's not going to turn the Sammanim back to what they were. So there's no way of giving back the Sammanim. Meaning, yeah, you could you could bleach it. You could do whatever you wanted to take off all the dyes. But you're not getting the dyes back. So it doesn't make sense that that was the Gemara's Shaila. So rather the Gemara says, a hey, what do we have to possibility number four? Another possibility of person steals wool and samanim that belong to the same person. He stole both items. It wasn't the Gazlan's own wool. He stole the wool and the samanim. And he then takes the stolen dye and dyes the wool that he stole. And now he's, uh, he's, he's, he's returning the wool, the, this dyed wool, to the nigzal. So now the shaila is as follows: Do we assume that the samanim tzkiilu they they exist, and therefore when you're returning the dyed wool, you are returning everything, and you've done your job of of returning that which you stole? Or maybe no, maybe we say that the samanim no longer exist. So when you return this dyed wool, you've returned the wool but you've never returned the dye and therefore you're going to have to pay for the dye because the dye no longer exists so if, if this is the case you could even say that the case is he stole some money and he ground them up that uh, even though he was cornered them with a shinoi, but uh, the din of tashlumi sammanim is still gonna, g- going to apply by returning the semret savua that has been uh, dyed with this uh, and has been improved with uh, with with these uh, with these sammanim. Um, the, uh, the, the as the gemara is going to say something similar. But the point is, in this case, you stole both items from the uh, from the guy. Is this considered that you're returning both items when you've fused them? You've put them together. Is the, or do the Sammanim still exist? So the Gemara says, that's nah, not, still not enough Gemini Ladin. It's still not going to be a real Shaila. Amri, the Gazan should be potter from paying separately for the Sammanim because the Tzemer is worth more now that you have died it. Meaning, certainly, you, you have to return the Tzemer that you stole, but if you stole $10 worth of Tzemer, now you're returning Tzemer that's died, you're returning $20 worth of, uh, worth of Tzemer. So by returning the Tzemer that was colored, um, you have paid back the value of the Sammanim. Meaning, it's not so that there wouldn't be a Shaila 
Mila, do you have to pay back separately the value of the Sabmanim? Whether it's considered that the Sabmanim are Ba'en or not, just by giving back the died Semer, you've paid back the full value of the Sabmanim. So, no, it could be. It doesn't always. It doesn't always shake out that way in terms of how to evaluate the uh, the colored wool. It could be you stole some of the money that belonged to the nigzal, the same guy. You dyed it, but the value of the wool that's uh, that's colored has is not as great as it used to be. So the shavach that the uh, that the dyed wool has is not worth as much as the value of the sabmanim. So the nigzal says, look, if you wouldn't have stolen the sabmanim from me and dyed my wool, I would have sold those sabmanim, and those sabmanim independently have more value than they do as part of the wool, which is unusual. That's why the gemara didn't. I mean, typically, what are you going to do with the sabmanim? All you're going to do is dye wool with it, and that's work. So someone did the work for you, so of course it's greater value uh, to have the dyed wool. But the, uh, in, in rare instances, it may not work out that way. So he could say, I, I, he could have said, I would have sold those sabmanim, or maybe I would have been Sovea, my own baguette, and now I lost those sabmanim, because it turns out that the wool has not gone up in value, even the, the value of the, uh, of, of, of the sabmanim hasn't gone up enough in value. That's how Rashi explains that the Dmeya Sammanim and the Dmeya Habegarat Savua are, uh, did, did not go down. Rabbi Kivegu just points out why does Rashi have to say that? Why doesn't he just say Bipashtos that uh, the Sammanim themselves went down in value right now? And even though the Nigzal can't taina that he would have sold them right now because now they're, 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 they don't have as much value, but Sov Kalsov, Gazlanim Pekeshas Akzela. So what, you could have said much more Pashtos, says Rabbi Kivegu. Just say that Samman, the, the Samanim market is not what it used to be. That it used to be Samanim were in high demand, and therefore people were willing to pay $100 for the Samanim. Now people are only willing to pay $50 for the Samanim. And you got to pay me, Kishas Akzela. you got to pay me what it was worth, Kishas Akzela. So for some reason, Rashi does not say like that. Rashi says it's just that when you put the Samanim on the wool, the uh, increase in value of the wool is not that great. It's just uh, it's not as great as the value of the Samanim. Okay, but that's, the, uh, that's how Rashi Sense. So that's the uh, the shaila. But if the uh, if so, if you're going to say that yesh shavach sabmanim al gaviat semer that the uh, that the sabmanim are considered be'en, so when you return the semer, it's considered that you return the sabmanim that are also be'en. But so that's all you have to do. But if you say ain't shavach sabmanim al gaviat semer, you're returning wool that's worth I don't know two dollars more than it used to be worth, but you owe ten dollars worth of sabmanim. So you owe the guy the difference. You owe the guy an additional eight dollars. Vibayisema or Possibility number five, and we we never we never rejected uh, possibility number four. The possibility number five of what exactly the suffix is by uh, by by yesh kigon kofa that he uh, died a, a something that's not normally died. He took a monkey and he died a monkey with it. So he's got it's, he's got a beautiful red monkey or a pink monkey or whatever. But uh, so so, uh, um, so so that's uh, so so that's that's not going to help. Meaning uh, he stole that kof and the salmon from the same guy and he died it. So the demea kof do, it's not worth more as a different color. So it's sad that there's no shavach salmon samer. He has to pay the gazlan. To, to, aside from the kofi, has to pay the value of the sammanim as well. That's how Rashi says. Then Rashi quotes another possibility. It's a tseva of kupa shel netzarim. That, it, that it's not it's not mashpiach al yidei the tseva, but it's not talking about a kof. 
per se. Uh, Tulsus asks on Rashi that if you if you dye something that doesn't go up in value at all with the dye, so then you you mamish mafsid the salmon of the dye. And Tulsus in Dibra Maskal Tzava raises the question: You've just destroyed the salmonim. Who dies a kof with the salmonim? You've just completely destroyed. That's a hezek nicker, and you should be chayiv. So he says, "V'nir lefarish tzavbu kupa kolomar begrius ubekir ke'en kof shuhumachur." It's an expression. You did monkey dying, which means not that you actually died a monkey. You did an ugly, disgusting dying, just like monkeys are ugly. So okay, some people think monkeys are cute. I don't know, but Tosa says that was an expression that saying that something looks like a monkey is uh, is, is is not a compliment. Okay, so the Gemara now raises a suffix about shavach samanah legavet samer in a slightly different way. Ravina Amar what was the case that we had the suffix? It wasn't about stealing at all. The tzemer belonged to one person, the tzemer belonged to somebody else. Then a monkey came and he, the monkey died, the wool with those tzemer. So, yeshavach do we consider that the Sammanim are Ba'en and the owner of the Sammanim can tell the owner of the Tzemer, I want you to return my Sammanim because you have my Sammanim. So, and since you can't return them because you can't take them off of the wool that they're died on, so you owe me the money because you have my item. You can't keep my item. I don't care that you didn't steal it. Someone dropped it in your Rishos, but you have my item. You got to give it back. Or maybe we say, no, there is no Shavak Sammanim on the, on the Tzemer. It's not considered that Sammanim are Be'en. They don't exist anymore. And therefore the Baal Tzemer can say, I don't have anything that belongs to you, and therefore you have no Taina on me whatsoever. Um, the uh, the, the, the Tosos raised the question. That's how uh, Rashi explains the Shaila. In Tosos, Yibra Maskal O uh, raises the question that, so what? That he doesn't have the Sammanim in his Rishos. Uh, nevertheless, he's definitely getting Hana'a from the Shevach of the Tseva, meaning he had, he had plain wool before. Now he has dyed wool, so he should have to at least pay for the Hana'a that he got, that the wool is dyed, meaning if uh, your animal eats from uh, from Makam Tur, that, uh, the, the, a place that you're not chayiv midin uh, shein, but nevertheless you have to pay mashanenes, you have to pay the benefit that the animal uh, got from it, and that's what the Gemara Ksuba says, that the Gemara Ksuba stuff someone comes, a Reuven comes, takes Shimon's food and stuffs it in Levi's mouth. So Levi ends up eating Shimon's food. Levi didn't steal it, Reuven stole it. He has, but Levi's got to pay for the Hana that he got. Now Levi doesn't have to have lunch because he, uh, he, ate, he ate delicious food. So why don't we say the same thing over here? If that's the case, that this, I, I, you can't be Mechayi of the monkey. We get it, okay. But the guy who benefited, the Tzemer that, uh, that, 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 he, uh, that, that is now improved, he should have to pay for that hana. So Tulsa suggests in, in, in one of his answers that you don't have to pay uh, for the for the hana unless you yourself take or your or your animal takes the item. But uh, or you your your body you got physical hana from it. Like Bumashkin. So it has to fit one of those three criteria. The only cases where you pay for hana is where you took the item 
your animal took the item, your mummel took the item, or you uh, you actually got physical benefit from it. That it's actually hanas um, haguf, as opposed to in our case, some monkey that does not belong to you took it, so you don't have to pay for such a hanas. So exactly why that should be the case is a very interesting question. The achronim try to figure out w- what exactly is the mechayev of paying for hanas. That it's obviously not just getting hanas because uh, you're getting hanas over here as well. And uh, it's, it's obviously not that we only define physical hana as hana, because if, uh, if your animal took it and you're not getting physical benefit from it, we do define that as hana. So what exactly is the mechaev of paying for hana? That's a very important question that the achronim raise. Tosos gives a second answer that it's not considered hana because it's only noibi alma. It's, just, it's, it's decorative in, 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 in function. That's just a different color. It's not really substantively any any difference. So the Gemara tries to, to be poshate this suffix from a din of Arla, from a Mishnah that talks about Arla. What's, what's Arla? So the first three years after you plant a tree, so the, uh, the, the Torah tells us that for three years it has to be like Arla, you're not allowed to eat it, and the Gemara tells us in Mesechus Whenever the, t- the Torah says lo yeachel, or perhaps even lo socha lo sochlu, it always means echad israchil v'echad israr na'ah b'mashva. You're not allowed to get, you're not allowed to eat it, but you're not even allowed to benefit from it. So Arla is nisra'na. Tashma, we have a Mishnah in the third parak of Arla that says as follows: Beged shetzvao b'klipe Arla. If you have a garment that has been dyed with Arla shells, so yidlak, you have to burn it. The uh, the it's asr ba'na'ah, and therefore you have to you have to burn it. Um, Alma Chazusa Milsi. So it seems that Chazusa Milsa. See, notice that's why Rashi, when he phrased the question originally, he phrased it in terms of Chazusa Milsa, Chazusa Lav Milsa, because that's the Gemara's phrase. The Gemara is using that when dealing with our question of Yeshevach Samanim. The Gemara says, oh, you see from the Mishnah in Arla that the color means something. It's considered as if it still exists. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Be'en anymore, and it wouldn't be Asabana, and you wouldn't have to burn the whole thing. The fact that you have to burn it means that we view this Arla as if it still exists in this world. So the Gemara says, nah, it's not necessarily Raya. Amarava, Hanah, Nirlei Naim, Asra Torah. Maybe Chazus is Lav Milsa. The color doesn't mean anything. And even though it's Lav Milsa, the, uh, the, 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 it's, it's only something that, uh, that, that is, uh, that, that, that you can, that you can see. Ditanya, Arelim, that I only see from the Torah that uh, that Arla is How do I know you're not allowed to get hana from it? Vilo yitzbabo, and you're not allowed to use it as a dye. Vilo yadlikbo senarin, you're not allowed to use it as oil to light a candle. Tamaloma varalta marlaso espirio arelim lo yeachel. All of these lashonos seem to be extra. Larabos eskulam. So that comes to teach us that it's asr ba'anav. But not only Hana'ah from the pre itself, which has mamashas, 
but uh, even um, and, and and not only enough from the from the color and the the R, even though they they, they don't have uh, they don't have even mara enayim alone, even just the uh, looking at it is considered a violation of uh, of arla. Uh, Rashi writes even uh, a ner is considered hanaa, even though there's no mamashos like a tseva, a dye at least has uh, has mamashos. Um, so that's uh, so that's 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 all inclusive in terms of the dinam of Arla. So uh, so by, so you can't bring a raya from Arla because we have a special drush in the pasuk that Arla is different. So even if in general in Kalatarakula Chazusa's lav milsa by Arla we have a drush that Chazusa's milsa by Arla any type of hanai even just looking at something even just benefiting from the light that Arla is providing even that's considered hana. So Gemara tries to be poshet the suffix from a different halacha not from dinay Arla. So Tashma, Beget Shatzvo Beklipe Shviyas. What if you use Peros that have Kedusha Shviyas in order to dye the Beget? Yidalek, you need to burn it. So you see that apparently it's considered Ba'an. If it wasn't considered Ba'an, if it didn't exist anymore, then the Beget wouldn't be asked about. No, you would not have to burn the Beget. Now, uh, the reason that it's asked to be Tzoveya with Peros of Shviyas and you have to burn it, Rashi explains because you're not allowed to do Schora with Peros of Shviyas. The Pasuk says, and this is considered that you're doing schora by improving an item by coloring it with shviyas uh, items with with shviyas uh, produce. So Rabbeinu Peres just says it's a mission of Rashes that you're allowed to be tzoveya beperes for your own purposes. A mission in the third parak of Masechah So it's very very difficult what we're talking about over here. That the whole thing becomes awesome because you use peres shviyas to die. Is a mission of Rashes in Masechah that you're allowed to do that. So the Rashash writes that Ravi, Rashi is talking about when you you're, you're being you are a dyer and you're using peroshvias to dye items so you can sell them at a premium. Meaning you're actually using it for business. It's not like kiilu you're using it for business by improving your own wool. No, you're taking other people's wool and you're dying and you, that that's your business. So that's a violation of schora uh, with peroshvias. However, uh, the Melech Shlomo in the seventh parak of Masech says that even if you die for other people for payment, uh, we never find that the beged becomes aser and that you have to you have to burn it. So, still a little bit difficult. What exactly is uh, is going on over here? Why in the world you would you would have to you would have to burn it? So many Rishonim disagree with Rashi. They say the reason the beged has to be burnt is because we're speaking about where you tzoveya with peros laacharzman biuran. When do you ever have to destroy shemitah produce? What's that? produce. You have to eat it. You're allowed to eat it, and you have to eat it. You're just not allowed to waste it. You're not allowed to destroy shemitah produce until the shasabiur. So shasabiur requires uh, the the burning. It. It's actually machlok because we shown them what biur means. Biur might just mean be mafkirit, not to uh, not to burn it. But there is a shasabiur of uh, of shemitah. So maybe that's what it's about. To be mevar the peros mina olam. That's the shitas harambam. If you say like the ramban though, the ramban of ayikra chafei that the mitzvah is not to be mivar peros min olam. It's just to be mafkir them. So then it's still difficult. Why in the world over here would you be burning this beged? So the easiest way to understand this gemara is like the Rambam. That the Rambam holds that biur means to actually destroy it. That's the Rambam in Shemitah Parak Zayin Halacha Gimel. And we're saying that it's after the Shas Habir. You died with klip, the 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 tzemer with klip eshviyas, so you have to burn it. But bottom line is, you see that this does seem to be a raya that Chazusa Milsa. 
Hasa. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to burn it if the dye didn't mean anything. Says Gemara, no, shiny Hasan. The Paris of Shvius maybe are different. The Pasuk says by Shvius specifically, and we darshan that the Paris of Shvius always retain their Kedusha even after you, uh, you did something to completely change them, like to dye something. So you can't bring a Raya from Shvius either. And therefore, we ultimately we leave the question of Chazusa Milsa or Chazusa Lav Milsa in our Sugya, we leave it uh, unresolved. Rava Rami. Rava asked the following stira between two Mishnais. Tanan, we have a Mishnah in Arla. Begit shetzva'u beklipe Arla yidalek alma chazusa milsi. And then we have on the one hand by Arla that if you uh, if you die, uh, like we said, a Begit with uh, klipos of Arla, so it's also about, no, you have to burn the whole Begit. So apparently it's considered that the die still exists in the world. Uraminhi, but we have a stira. When it comes to Tumas Mace, we say revius dam. Halach is that a revius of dam that comes from a dead body, not a revius dam from a live body, from a dead body, has a din of a dead body itself that it's metame ba'ohel, shenivla abibayis. What if that revius dam gets absorbed in the ground of the house? Habayis tame. The entire house becomes tame. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, all this, and therefore everything in the house is considered to be in an oala mace. Va'amrila, and some say that, no, no, we, we got that slightly wrong. It's the opposite. Habay is tahar. Everything in the house is tahar. Lopligi, and the Gemara says, it's not that we got it wrong and it's the opposite. There's no machlokas between these two girsaos of whether Habay is tame or Habay is tahar. When we say Abayis Tameh, that's how Makelim that were in the house before the Dam became absorbed in the Karka. So there was actually, they were in the house, these Kalim were in the house at the time that there was an actual Revius Dam in the house. The, the difficulty with that Okimta is like, what's the Chiddush? Meaning then the fact that it gets absorbed in the ground is completely irrelevant. It was in the house at the same time that a mace was in the house. Okay, so you took the mace out afterwards. Of course, the things that were there at the same time. So that's a good kasha. It's an important kasha. The Aruch uh, Nair suggests um, that, that based on the Shittim Gubetzas over here in the name of the Me'iri, that the Gedolim Farshim hold that as long as the Revius is not absorbed in the ground, even that which is, is not fully absorbed, then even that which is already absorbed is mitstari to the Ba'al. maybe that's the Chiddush that even Kalim that were not in the house when the full Revius was in the house but they were in the house before the full Revius was absorbed half of the uh, Shminus was absorbed and the Shminus was still there even those Kalim are Tameh as long as the, the Dam was not fully absorbed it's all Mitzdaif so that's a Chiddush but okay the, those are the Kalim that are Tameh and Ha the other version that said that the Bayis is Tar is B'Kalim Dasalubasof is those Kalim that came into the house after the Dam was already absorbed into the ground, so it's no longer in existence and therefore uh, it's n- it no longer has the ability to be uh, to be metame. So nivla biksus, the uh, safe of that Mishnah goes on to say, if the revius dam was absorbed into a beged and you take that beged and you bring it into a house that's full of kalim, rowan, we have to assess it. If you could extract that revius dam and it would actually come out as a full revius dam when you wash the beged so then, uh, so so obviously, it must have been that it absorbed more than a revius. If you can actually extract a revius from the beged, then tamei. Then the kalim in the house are tamei because it's considered that there is a revius dam in the house right now when when it's in this beged. In love, but if you can't get a revius dam out, then tahora. Then the kalim that are in that house are tar because the dam that's balua in the beged that cannot come out with the kibus is not considered be'en. So you see that the so then it would turn out. 
that the bias does not have a revius dam in it. So lechara, that's a steer to the Mishnah and Arla. Because if you say chazusa milsihi, so even if the dam cannot come out with kibos, but right now the the the, the beggar that it's in is obviously red. It's obviously stained from the dam, and it's stained from a revius of dam. So we should say that it's metami the house anyway. Even if you're not able to extract, why do you have to extract it? There's chazusa. Chazusa is milsa. So it says Amravkana mikuli this mission is talking about a revius dam that has a lower level of tumma. It's not metami ba'ol on a darais level. It's only metami midrabanan bidam tvusa drabanan. We're talking about a, a murder victim that a revius dam came out of him, and we don't know if the entire revius came out after he died, or part of that revius dam came out while he was still alive. Any dam that comes out while he's alive is tahar. In general, uh, living things don't have tumas mate. So the blood is, uh, is, that comes out while he's alive is uh, considered to be tar, but we're not sure. Maybe some of the revis came, the entire revis came out after he died, and then it's dam tami. So minat Torah, we would not be metame misafek. It's only gzeira midrabanan. So since the whole thing is only gzeira midrabanan, they were mekel when it's uh, when it's tavua and the beged. But it could be that in general chazusa milsa that chazusa is a significant factor. But over here we're dealing with a din midrabanan, so we're going to be mekel uh, misafek. Because uh, because it's only a dimi drabanan to to begin with. Now this assumes like the shita of Reb Lezer reviewed in the Mishnah Mesechas in 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 uh, Alos, um, the uh, in terms of what dam tavusa is meaning uh, this uh, explanation. It's the murder victim, and we're not sure did it come out before he died, did it come out after he died. There are other deos that according to the Mishnah that that define dam tavusa differently. But whatever dam tavusa is, it's some sort of dam that's only mitami ba'ohel midrabanan. It's not mitami ba'ohel. On a uh, on a Daraisa level, um, it's it, it, okay. There's some discussion about that, but let's go a little bit further. Rava Rami Rava asked the following stira between a mission and a Brisa. Tanan, we have a mission of Masecha Shvius. Kedusha Shvius is no egg by any anything that grows that certain that could be eaten by people, anything that could be eaten by animals, anything you can make a dye out of. So Miminat Sovin, the following dyes are things that have Kedusha Shvius and need to be treated. Like Kedusha Shvius. Sviche Satim, Vikotza, a certain type of uh, herb or grass. Yeshlen Shvius. They, they have Kedusha Shvius themselves. You're not allowed to do Schara with them. Uledmeyan Shvius. And not only that, if you sell those Svichim, you're not allowed to do Schara with the money either because they have Kedusha Shvius as well. Yeshlen Biur. They have a mitzvah of Biur. And when it's no longer available in the field, you have to get rid of it from the house. And we already learned today, Machlokus Rambam Ramban, what that means either you destroy it or you're mafkirit if you had sold it you have to be mevair the money Alma so bottom line is what we do see from here is that it's not only the fruits that you could eat that have Kedusha Shviyas even the wood that you could use for dying purposes also have Kedusha Shviyas so I'll ask you that we have a that you're malakit from the field to put them away in a uh, in storage for the winter time. So since sometimes you can use them to eat, and sometimes you can use these uh, these leaves and 
these branches for uh, burning up your oven. So the din kedusha shvius is telling on what you're doing it for. If you pick them because you want to eat them, then they're going to have kedusha shvius. But if you're only going to use it for firewood, then so you see from the brisa, there's no kedusha shvius beetzim. So how come the Mishnah told us there is kedusha shvius beetzim? The brisa says there's no kedusha shvius beetzim. Omishani. So Rav answered, there is uh, the 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 klal that only peros ha- that are only laachila have have kedusha shvius is, uh, is, is 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 not a klal. That's not true. There's another klal, and the klal goes as follows: Amarkra liachla. Liachla doesn't mean that only that which is eaten has Kedusha Shviyas. It means something has Kedusha Shviyas when the Hana'ah and its destruction come simultaneously. How do you benefit from it? By destroying it. So that's true when you die with it. That's true when you eat it. But But if you're using it as firewood, the Hana'ah really comes. You're using it as firewood for your oven. The Hana'ah really comes after you've destroyed it, because the best way to cook is not to cook with the fire. It's to cook with the residual heat in the, the coals after the fire goes down a little bit, because when you're using the fire, it's going to burn the outside of the food, the inside of the food is going to remain raw. So that's the way they would cook. They would burn up the fire, would turn them into coals, and then once it turned into coals, and the oven is really hot from those from the, the, the fire that was there before, and the coals that are there now, then you would cook with it. So that's not Hanaso Biroshava. That's not both things happening simultaneously. Okay, Beth Shem will have the follow-up discussion of that uh, in tomorrow's time.